Hey, folks, thanks for listening to the show this week. We appreciate it a lot. And don't let the fact that Dave didn't write a joke distract you from the fact that the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead in the... Come on, Dave. Come on. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the one and only informal program. Here's the host of this fine joint, Daniel West. Sports stuff is really interesting. It's just all over the place, man. It could be anything. We got the Little League World Series going on. We have the WNBA. We're getting close to the playoffs, Dave. How are the Sparks doing? Uh, not looking great, boy. I mean, I mean, I know that like the last few years they've been a dynasty, but this year, I don't know what happened. They're floating around 500. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Seattle's going to run away with it, but it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, boy, I'm sorry. Can I just start over? Please. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm done. All right. He's not going to talk anymore. Uh, you may notice that our announcer man is a little different. Oh, yeah. That is Mr. Smooth from Smooth Jazz 23.5, a local affiliate who broadcasts from the same studios we do. He showed up, I think it was like the second or third episode when Dave was out. He's not a big sports fan, but he is. He has a great voice and he does stuff for us. Um, announcer man is fine. He is recovering. No, I'm kidding. He's fine. But, as you know on the show, we lost our friend, the sentient sports die. We replaced him with the Vegas Golden Hat. Excuse me. Excuse me. John, can we turn on the uh, the audio equipment? Oh, sorry. Man, I'm out of it today, man. Can you penalize me? No, you'll, 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 you're doing just fine. So again, can we have the Vegas golden hat? Because he speaks very softly. And Okay, there he is. All right, he's cool. Arguably the most popular character on our show, if I may say so in all. Uh, yeah, no, they love you. They love you. They love you, VGH. How are you feeling about this year? I, I don't agree with that. There, You can go down. I know that, well, you raise a good point. I'm going to say that right now. Bless you. Did he sneeze? What happened there? You're welcome. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I I think I, the Kings got better. I think the Kings got better. Whoa, 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 okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, never mind. You're right. You're right. You're going to the Cup Final again. Don't argue with the hat. Don't argue with the hat. That's what we. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. We 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 we've we've missed him. The audience has missed him. Um, but it is good to talk without being interrupted every so often. Okay. So as you may know, who followed this show from its very humble beginnings to whatever this is now, I don't know if it's better, it's different, that's for sure. We, we've added more staff. We've discovered what we're doing. Because when we started, we had no idea what the show was going to be, and now we've, we've kind of settled into a routine that's, that's much more informal than what we originally had planned. Dave? Sorry. That's okay. So... Make a long story short, summertime around March Madness, the sentient sports die helped us get, I think, the correct finals for the national championship, which is incredible. What? It was incredible. Um, then we found out around the NFL draft time that he was working for ESPN as well as their official voice. So uh, we got out of that contract. Um, and so we replaced him to some extent with the Vegas Golden Hat, who covers, yeah, thank you, who covers, you know, all of the hockey-related, Vegas-related stuff. 
But we still needed someone to do our penalty system because the San Diego sports guy, he had a penalty system where we had to talk about obscure sports and, and whatnot. Uh, so when we fired him, we had to come up with a new system. And that's where we, we did. So we hired the Vegas Golden Hat as like our, you know, assistant producer. And now he is assuming the same role as Dave in producing. Oh! Yeah, those of you who watch the show or listen to the show, you get that. So now. How long is this story going to be? Well, it would have been shorter if the hat didn't keep interrupting me. Okay. But, so that's where we brought in the penalty bot, the penalty robot, yes. Who, with uh, some sort of software which actually infiltrates our, our audio system, he goes around, he, he scours around, and he looks for penalties. And then at the end of the show, his, his uh, outer shell, skeleton, I don't know, whatever it is, who sounds like this. Yeah. A little creepy, makes an appearance and discusses uh, what our penalty should be and what we did wrong. So in the last few weeks, we've been getting hammered on everything because, I mean, this is a robot, and the robot knows everything. Should I be concerned? Yes, be very concerned. All right. Very well. I'll go to this bunker. Off the air. All right. You can leave the door open, though. I mean... Wait, hold on. You have an actual bunker in here? Just in case, you know, something weird happens. You know, like the, the Cubs yeah, win the what World What do you season. know? The kid's tough. What in the world? Sorry, I was watching The Simpsons. All right, you guys. I mean, really. So you have a bunker built back there. Well, currently it's a man cave, but if there ever were anything crazy to happen, like, you know, the Cubs win again. Uh, <laughs> or the Clippers make it to the conference finals. That was a little strong, Dave. That was a little strong. Totally uncalled for. Totally. I don't know about that, but so you have a bunker back there? Yeah, just in case, you know, something weird happens. Okay. You know, the penalty robot goes awry. I don't know. Okay, so to the story, finally, so the penalty robot the last few weeks has just shown up and has delivered penalties left and right. Uh, he's created the pool of controversy that I must dive into if I mess up and talk about some controversial uh, Urban Meyer last week. Thankfully, we're spared from doing Papa John's. Thankfully. But apparently the rule is if I mess up in the next month, until the end of the month, I have to talk about Papa John. So let's just hope I don't mess up, because I don't want to talk about that. Um... But what we discovered is that the penalty system does not just apply to me. What? It applies to Dave, it applies to John Beanie, and it applies to Announcer Man. So what happened last week on the show, for those of you that, that follow this show closely, I don't know how many of you are there, but when you come back from break, he's supposed to say, and now back to the informal program, and then... For some reason, John leaves our mics on, so whatever nonsense we're talking about has, has spewed out onto the air, and people are very confused. Why are you talking about the Four Seasons? Some people, By the way, some people are still shocked, Dave, that you thought they owned the, the hotel. It makes logical sense, man. I mean, like, China Woods had a themed restaurant and stuff, so, I mean, it's not that far a stretch. So, all that to say... In re-listening to the show, scanning, because, I mean, he does calculations. It's like 538. He scans the show several times for mistakes. In doing that, the penalty bot issued uh, this penalty. Would you like to read it, John? Yes. 
Uh, penalty assessed to announcer man for uh, failing to proceed duties when returning to show. So we talk with the penalty bot, and it turns out that what he was saying, thank you. Oh, don't you turn into the hat, please. All right. What it turns out is that because he failed to uh, do his job there, we had to bring in a, a replacement. He, so he's been banned for a week, essentially. That's a little strong. Too far. Maybe, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Maybe a segment, but a whole show. So anyway, he'll still get paid for it. So he does nothing, you get paid? Yes, you know that well, don't you? Oh! I'm kidding. So that's the story there. So, so today, Mr. Smooth from 28.3.5. Is that it? 20? No, it's 23.5, not 28.3.5. No, because the FM spectrum doesn't go to 28.283. Okay. But it does go to 11. Oh! A spinal tap joke. Wow, I would not expect that from you. Wait, I'm the movie guy, though. That's true. That's true. No one knew who they were. Where they were going. Alright, you gonna go down this route? Now I love that scene, man, where the thing comes down and it's like forty times smaller than it's supposed to be. That is a really funny scene. That I, I think that might be the funniest scene that I've I've ever seen. Are you doing like some nursery rhymes there? No, it's the funniest scene that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I get you. Okay, can we talk some actual sports? No, it's the uh, off season. Very well. Uh a lot of things I want to get to on the show today. Let's start off with Kyle Busch, okay? Because I, I look around sports. I follow a lot of sports. I don't think there is a better character than Kyle Busch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let me explain myself. For those of you who are like, who's Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch, let me back up. Has anyone in here or listening seen Cars, the movie Cars? Okay, you all have raised your hand. The Vegas Golden Hat somehow raising a hand. That's a little bit concerning. For those of you who have seen Cars, Kyle Busch, literally, Kyle Busch is Chick Hicks without the mustache. Literally. The thing is, he embraces it. I love it. People say, oh, there are not enough personalities in NASCAR and sport. No, Kyle Busch, he is that. Kyle Busch is that, and it's, it's amazing to watch. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because last Saturday, this past Saturday, we had the race in uh, Bristol. Dave is just putting his face in his hands. He's talking NASCAR on the air. I know. I know, but, but I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Kyle Busch played his role to absolute perfection, Okay. Let me tell you what the man did this weekend, all right? Because I, I think if you're not a NASCAR fan, you will appreciate what this man did. He, I, I got to hand it to him. I got I to gotta applaud Kyle Busch because he is outstanding. He is himself, so I'm not saying, oh, he's being ingenuine or non-genuine. He's being fake. I'm saying that he is playing his role to just masterful perfection, okay? Here's what they did. You can come out to your own song when they introduce you. He comes out to All I Do Is Win. No, no need to be humble. He comes out to All I Do Is Win. They introduce him, driver of the number 18, M&M's, Toyota, Kyle Busch. 
Man walks out onto the stage to the crowd, who's probably half booing him, to all I do is win. Gets across the stage, comes to the microphone, says, I don't need any introduction, walks off the stage. Okay, that's before the race. During the race, lap two, man is involved in like a six-car accident. Left side of the car is all torn up. He's two laps down. Over the course of the next two hours or so, he races his way from two laps down to back on the lead lap to second place. What? Uh, This is not something I'm making up. This is not some movie I happened to see over the weekend. This is what really happened. This is what an actual athlete did. I mean, if I told you this was in cars, you might scarcely believe it. He drives all the way up to second. Eventually, he blows a tire because he decides, the, the racetrack's narrow. He decides, all right, there's room for three cars. Goes right through the middle. Knocks someone out of the way. Ends up blowing a tire and out of where he ends up finishing. But then they ask him post-race. They say, uh, Kyle, it was kind of a good day and a bad day. He blows them off. He says, hey, what was the good? And they said, well, you drove up through the field after being two laps down. He said, oh, no, that was just me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I got to applaud the guy. I mean, I, don't, I didn't see all the games over the weekend. No, nothing is going to top that sport performance, both on the field and off the field. Kyle Busch, man, bravo. That was an outstanding display of just anti-hero, villain, excellent athlete. I mean, this is if, if baseball had this, it would be incredible. It was one of the best things I've seen all, all sports year. Too far. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the one and only informal program. All right, folks. It's getting towards the fall, and uh, you know, some some places in the country, we are a nationally syndicated radio show, so this is maybe not to our uh, West Coast audience, but some places in the country, hey, maybe Northern California, maybe maybe uh, Eastern California, like like doing some shooting. So today, I uh, what is it, John? What is it? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You gonna get us in trouble? Let me finish the read. Dave got the sponsorship. Dave, we do not need money this badly. Let him finish reading. So for those of you who like to do some shooting, some outdoor stuff, I would like to recommend you get an archery target. Uh, I'm looking at one right now. We have one on our wall here. Uh, we have some on the floor right here. We have a, a, a FETA-style target. That's an Olympic-style target. And we have a black-and-white hunter's target. So if you want to, you know, responsibly hunt this season, I invite you to get an archery target. You can pick them up wherever or just go online and get a piece of cardboard. And now to the Bagman News Report. And now it's time for the Bagman News Report. Actually, it's the Bagman News Commentary. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, the Indianapolis Colts are celebrating 35 years in the city of Indianapolis. No, 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 no. Do not congratulate them on their thievery. The Indianapolis Colts, I, re- I, I, I rephrase my comment. They are celebrating 35 years of thievery against the city of Baltimore. This is not something we should celebrate. We should not celebrate the harvesting of one city to another. One team to another. All right? There were two events involving the Mayflower. One of them was good. It brought us to America. You get too political, Bagman. Moving on. The other one was bad. Okay? We should take the Browns back to Baltimore. Give the Ravens an expansion franchise. By the way, go Dodgers. 
Back to the show. And now we resume the informal program. Yeah, that was the thing, though. I, I think he should have gone, man. I know, like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, is that actually what happened? Because if so, I want to, uh, didn't Deep Podesta get out of there? I mean, what a smart move. That's what he did. Where he's like, oh, stay with us. And then at the end, he's like, no, I'm going out here, suckers. I would look that up, actually. You raise a great point. He didn't stay, did he? No, he didn't. He left. Oh, what a, tr- what, I mean, you want to talk about applauding Kyle Bush? If that's what he did, I applaud the daylights out of that man because I, that's incredible because he's not there anymore. And Billy Bean is. All right, should we, should we explain to the audience or should we just keep going with this? Well, I, I just want to say, first of all, one of the best written movies I've ever seen. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Um, Juno was, though. Juno was fantastic. It was. That was a great, a well-written movie. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Well, what? Wait a minute. He's, a, he's with the Browns? What is he doing with the what? Browns? All right. We will explain this one time. We don't always explain, but we will. Uh, we saw Moneyball last night again for the first time. What was it, John? Hold on. Say it again. We saw Moneyball for the first time, uh, second time last night. Here comes the money. All right. Very funny. That was worth it. That was worth it. Give him a hand. Well done. That was two hands. Well, that's just terrible. That was a bad joke. Okay. So, in at the end of Moneyball. Spoiler alert. Let me finish. All right. Well, okay. For those of you that don't know the story of Moneyball, it's about Billy Bean, the manager of the Oakland A's. Okay. The general manager, excuse me. Now, let me just let me just preface with this. Billy Bean is still the general manager, or he's the president of the Oakland A's, okay? So, no spoiler there, all right? He could have gone to the Red Sox. He did not because, as I said, Billy Bean is still with the Oakland A's, okay? So, this is not some major spoiler. Now... At the end of the movie, they explain why he doesn't go from Boston, uh, from Oakland to Boston. Dave points out that in the movie, not giving anything super away here because I just said he's still in Oakland, part of it is because his uh, assistant GM, who's a compilation of like all these guys who really, really in real life is Paul DePodesta, you may have heard the name, uh, he is, he convinces him to stay in Oakland. Now, Dave is pointing out, Dave has a really good point, which is, in real life, Paul didn't stay with the Oakland A's. Which is, I mean, that's a great point. He told him, basically, yo, stay here. You've done something special. You don't realize what you've done. And then two years later, he's with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, that's a troll move right there. You're like, oh, stay. We love you. And then, ah, suckers, I'm going to L.A. Yeah, that is a great, I, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing that. Push-ups. No, no, no. No more push-ups. Okay. Let's get to uh, Beanie Factoids. Two things we want to do here. We want to get to this Beanie Factoids thing. And then the last thing we'd like to do is bring back the very controversial, because it's the third Saturday, excuse me, third Tuesday of the month. We want to bring back the highly controversial informal, uh, Association football playoff rankings, which which have just gotten out of control. We're getting letters about it. 
threats. It's, it's getting out of hand. Yet we continue with this madness. Okay. So we have a special edition of Beanie Factoids for you. Coming up to the mic now. Hold on, let me get my notes. After he gets his notes is the one and only John Beanie. Well, I do have a twin brother. Really? No, it was just for the joke. Okay, that was funny. That was funny. Give him to him. Give it to him. All right, so give me the factoids. Number one. Okay, number one. This one comes from the world of football, as most of my factoids do. Hello. Uh, please, will you stop with the accent? You did this last week, and it was also bad. Okay, I'll stop. Um, so, this is, this. I don't know how to explain this, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, in in, in the Turkey, uh, a club called Gulspor, I believe that's what it's called. It's Gulspor, thank you. All right, John Champion, it's Gulspor. How do you know that's what it is? G-U-L-S-P-O-R. It's obviously Gulspor. Go with it. What? What is it, Dave? Is that when ghosts repopulate? Because oh! spores and ghouls and... Repopulate? Yeah, they send out spores. I don't... Anyway, I don't think that's... I don't think... Yeah, I wasn't very good in biology. Okay, obviously. Is that even biology? Oh, so you're exposing yourself. All right, you know what? Moving on. Hey, what did ghoul spore do? Hey, why don't I tell you what ghoul spore did? Are you ready? They sold 18 youth players for 10 Matt Kenses. Pardon? 18 goats. Or 10 goats. Oh. Hey, can you just do the story without the joke? Oh, you like that, though. How is Matt Kinza doing? He's being held back by the equipment, I told you before. Okay, so Turkish Club Gulspor sold 18 youth players to buy 10 goats. This, this is a true story. So they, they, they sent these youth players out to different teams. They got transfer money back, and they used that transfer money to buy 10 goats. Now what are they going to do with the goats, you say? Well, they're going to merge the goats together and turn them into Ronaldo. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Messi. Oh! Uh, no, the club is expecting uh, around 5,000 uh, from the goats. 5,000 of Turkish money. I, try, is that what it's called? Anyway, they're, they're going to expect basically 5,000 uh, units of Turkish money from the goat milk sales, and they're going to use it for club expenses. I, I, what? Okay, so the team had 10 youth players. Sorry, 18 youth players. It's not like a math problem. The team had 18 youth players. Okay. They sent them to other teams and got money back. Okay. And they used the money... To buy goats. Yes. And with the goat milk, they're going to pay for club expenses. Number two. Uh, number two, Albert Rusnak or Raznak. Like the car dealership or Rusnak? I think it's Raznak, like the car dealership out here in, in uh, California. Albert Raznak, it's Rusnak. Well, too bad, man. Shouldn't name the car dealership after him. And he came first. No, he didn't. Uh, Raznak's been around like 50 years. What are you talking about? They're not a sponsor, but shout out. That's where I got my Lexus. You have a Lexus? I mean, it's not about me here. Oh, now the segment isn't about you after 10 years of hearing you talk about Beanie Factoids. is my segment. <laughs> anyway, Albert Raznak. Of the uh, Salt Lake, Real Salt, what a dumb <laughs> Real Salt Lake. Oh, man. I mean, what's next? Like, uh, Football Club Cincinnati? 
Actually, yes. Oh. Oh man, what happened to like the days of the uh, the, the Dallas Burn and all that? Real Salt, we get out of here, man. I mean, get out of here. What? What's next? The uh, the Madrid Jazz. <laughs> oh, you like? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. You have Real Salt Lake and the Madrid Jazz. <laughs> All right, get to the story. Okay, Albert Rasnick became the first MLS player in history to score the tying goal and the winning goal of a game in extra time. What? So they entered the game, I believe, down 2-1. to one. He scored a screamer from outside the area to make it 2-1-1, uh, or one, one, excuse me. And then at the very end of the game, a penalty. He steps up, he takes the penalty. Real Salt Lake wins 2-1. to one. And uh, Albert Raznak scores both goals that end up getting them the result and the win in extra time. So congratulations. Congratulations. And lastly, number three. Number three. Uh, this is one of the weirdest stories I've ever heard. Uh, literally. Okay, so Trevor Bauer is a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. <clears throat> the uh, Cleveland baseball team. And. Nice catch. Thank you. And. Um, you know, we're not going to have time for the, the football rankings. We're going to have to push them to next week, okay? I know Bagman's very upset, but we have no time. And you want to talk about something? I can do it in the post show. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. So, maybe you should hold it till next week. No, I'm going to do it in the post show. All right, fine. Your show. My segment. Oh, now it's your segment again. Yes. Okay. So, Trevor Bauer is a pitcher on uh, Cleveland's <clears throat> baseball team. And he... Nice catch. Thank you. And he, uh, earlier in the year, he cut it, last year, a couple years ago, he cut his finger open with a drone, and it was nasty and disgusting, and so, you know, he's an interesting guy. So, anyway, he has some kind of tibula injury, um, and so a guy sent out a satirical tweet saying that Trevor Bauer was going to use uh, blood transfusions and colloidal silver to rid his body of CIA nanites to help him with his recovery. Now, if you don't know what a nanite is, I looked this up. It's from, like, Mystery Theater 3000. It's, like, some sort of, like, robot biological, like, cell or something. So the tweet is just obviously satire. So essentially he's saying he's going to use colloidal silver and blood transfusions to rid his body of, like, some robots the CIA put in there. It's a joke. The man turns on SportsCenter. Oh, no. It's on SportsCenter. You serious? Yeah, it's serious. His tweet made out to SportsCenter and MLB Network with hosts actually thinking that his tweet was legitimate. What a shame. You serious? Yeah, I'm serious. And those are the beanie factoids. Oh, boy. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to go down this, 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 this rabbit hole, but what, what's up with journalism, man? How... how who reads that and says, oh, yeah, CIA nanites. That was a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Ah, oh, man, that's embarrassing. Do we have time for the rankings here? Barely enough time. All right. No, no, actually, we're going to, we're going to the, the thing here. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week, all right? But this week, we had some good stuff here. Uh, stick around. Sh should I tease it for next week, what, what I have to say? I think it'll hold till next week. I think it'll hold till next week, man. All right, here's how I'm going to tease this as we go ending the show. Next week, voluntarily, I will dive into the pool of controversy. What? How about that? Tune in next week to the informal program for Dave and the Rest. I'm Daniel. We'll see you next week.
Bye. This. Get out of here. <clears throat> this is the informal post show. Good show, guys. Good show. Should we get to the rankings here? Yes, we have time. Okay, these are the association football rankings brought to you by Archery Targets, and we begin at the top. No, we start at the bottom, and now we're here. Drake. Um, at number six, Seattle. Yeah, what? What? Number five, can we reveal the graphic? FC Dallas. They're leading the West. He's mad. The committee is mad. At number four, New York City FC. I'm done. At number three, the New York Red Bulls. At number two, Sporting Kansas City. I'm done. And at number one, Atlanta United. Those are the Association Football Playoff Rankings.